I believe that agility and reconfiguring supply chains and turning on the dime will become not the exception, but the norm. You know, we responded to COVID by exception. There was no precedent. Nobody really knew how this works and we had to figure it out. And a lot of systems were based on historic data and historic patterns. And now suddenly none of those apply. So if you want to turn on a dime, you have to completely change the way you think and think in very agile parts of the supply chain. Welcome to the Future of Supply Chain podcast. My name's Richard Howells. I'm a Vice President for Thought Leadership for SAP's ERP Finance and Supply Chain Solutions. And I'm joined today by my wonderful co-host, Nicole. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole Smythe, and I'm a blogger, marketer, and course podcaster in the supply chain area here at SAP. So today we're in store for an awesome conversation as we dive into the exciting world of augmented reality and its interesting tie to logistics with our guest, Robert Thierry. So welcome, Robert. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is so great to have you on. Could you take a moment to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company? Thanks very much. And thanks for having me today. I'm excited about this conversation about supply chain logistics and what's going on. I'm a vice president for Strategic Alliances Team Viewer, and we work with strategic partners. We believe that no single company has the answers to all the problems in the world. So we like to partner and provide better business value to our customers by doing that, faster innovation. And I'm very glad that SAP has the same mindset. SAP is a great partner of ours. And what does TeamViewer do? You may know TeamViewer from remote support. So TeamViewer has been around for quite a while and we allow companies to connect to PCs and laptops and servers and mobile devices wherever they are, help troubleshoot them. That's where we came from originally. But the company has really grown into enterprise connectivity solutions where we help connect to any device out there. We're installed on the ISS space station, on agricultural machines, on ski lifts, and on industrial machinery. So anything you can imagine, everything is smart and connected these days. And we work from anywhere and we want to be more sustainable and not travel out there to troubleshoot things. And we help do that. And we also help connect experts to users. So whenever they need help or if they need to be connected to data, to insights, say in the warehouse or out in the field, repairing assets, we help do that as well with our augmented reality solutions. Thank you so much. I'm super excited for our conversation today. I think it'll be a very interesting one and one I think I'll learn a lot from. So I'm excited. But so to kick us off here, we're talking about augmented reality, like we said, in logistics. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing in the area so far? Yes, let me split my answer into two different sections, if you like. So there are big macro trends. We see supply chains shifting. We see decoupling from China. We see a desire to be more resilient, more agile. Customers are demanding more. They want to have they got to deliver the same day, sometimes even multiple times a day. So there's a lot of pressure on supply chains and logistics. And ultimately, what that means, if you take it a level down, it means that companies are looking to be more productive. So 
process more orders in less time. That is a huge topic for supply chain executives. Quality is a huge issue because if you don't have the accuracy of an order, it creates a ripple effect and it can impact your order to cash, your customer satisfaction. And only 1% more commissioning errors increase the whole handling costs by 10%. So there is a huge lever if you improve accuracy. Flexibility is a big one. So we see a trend to a lot size of ones, very custom deliveries, custom orders, and not only the product itself becomes more customized and customer centric, but we also see trends like just in sequence delivery for production in automotive and beyond. And then lastly, workforce shortages. We have a lot of baby boomers retiring. We have a record number of people leaving the workforce, and it's very tough to find the right personnel and to skill them up in time to do the work and do it correctly and do it in a very productive way. First of all, I think you're the first person that we've spoke to on the podcast that has products on the space station. I'm sure you said space station. So I'm in awe already. So you mentioned the pressures that supply chains are facing and the need for companies to be more productive, deliver higher quality products, to be more flexible. And you mentioned the lot size of one. And obviously the, the perennial problem we're hearing about at the moment, the workforce shortage. So how can augmented reality help address some of these challenges? Yes, ultimately, if you look to improve customer satisfactions, margins per order, fill more orders less time, have better accuracy, then the question is, how can you do that? And Many companies have invested a lot in digital tools, digital transformation, but mostly in the first wave, if you like, in the back office and core applications with white collar workers. And the frontline workers that work in the warehouse, picking products or people fixing assets and production lines, repairing things out in the field. They have not really gotten the tool to do their work better and to participate better and more seamlessly in the process. And that's exactly where our solutions come in. So we provide solutions for frontline workers that they can wear during the work all day long. They're very light. They have long battery life. We work with the leading hardware providers for smart glasses and wearables. We also run on tablets and mobile phones. And what we do is we really bring two things to the frontline worker. One, we give them digital workflows and they tell them graphically exactly what to do, what to pick up, where to put it in the bin, and what to do if the process fails. There's a short pick and how do you manage that? So that's number one, digital workflows so they can do their work better. The second one is assist calling. So if face an issue and they need to talk to a supervisor, maybe a warehouse manager, then they can do that. These supervisors see what they see in real time and they can guide them through what to do and how to fix a, a situation or an error. So we provide expert help without someone walking through the entire warehouse, taking a look at the situation and providing that guidance. But I think especially digital workflows are the key thing. It's really complementing the warehouse systems and technologies like SAP, Standard Warehouse Management and others, and it's replacing all the solutions that are not 
as intuitive, easy to use, visual, and if they're more straining, they're less efficient and less accurate. You mentioned one of the challenges being a workforce shortage. Do you see augmented reality as being a lever to encourage the next generation of workers to come to a company? Absolutely, Richard. So we see that the generation of digital natives, they expect to have the right tools. They grew up with... In fact, it's more a point of if you don't have those capabilities, they won't go and work for you rather than attract women. They, they won't go work for you. And then it's also, they can be skilled up faster so they have satisfying work. A lot of these workers are also on variable pay. So they get to a threshold where they meet and exceed the standards much faster. We have customers very common that speed up the ramp up time by 30% and more. And then there are really cool things like gamification, where you have badges, where you can see how you're doing. So there are a lot of cool things that improve employee engagement and employee experience. Absolutely. And as a Gen Zer myself, I'm an old Gen Zer, as they say, but I can fully attest to it because we saw when the first iPhone was introduced and the iPad and then the gamification of different workloads and things like that. So I think being able to have that as part of our everyday lives in both a personal and a professional way, it really is so much more attractive because even though we are using it in a personal manner, it is still a skill that we have years of experience on at this point. So I think companies being able to take that to their advantage to both attract that new generation, but also the new generation using that as a way to be attractive to customers as well. Yeah, think about the straining work. If you have to scan products with the handgun for eight hours a day, what that does to your arm, if you have super lightweight smart glasses and you don't have to worry about it so much easier and so much fun in the end, and the outcomes are, are dramatically better. And it's not just a benefit to the new Gen Z. I'm not a Gen Z, by the way, if you hadn't noticed. But there are benefits to everybody in that workforce of leveraging technologies like this. Let's talk about a specific example in the logistics area. So how have you seen companies digitize their warehousing processes and leverage augmented reality? Yeah, so when you look at logistics operations, 4.0 or warehouse optimization, there are a lot of different use cases. So it's not just replacing, say, voice picking with vision picking, but there are so many different sub-processes in a warehouse where this technology can use. So it really becomes a business platform where you can take on more and more use cases. So of course you have your order picking, but also things like pallet building. You have cycle counting for inventory control, which is super super important for a lot of companies. You have things like reverse logistics or replenishment processes or put away. So pretty much everything from inbound, receiving packaging, loading, repackaging, sometimes with serialization requirements. For example, in pharma life sciences, we have to scan every single one and, and basically track and trace everything all the way until it goes out the door. And then all the way to also quality control before it goes on a truck, as an example. In addition, in a warehouse, you have a lot of equipment. 
there are conveyor belts, there might be robotic systems. If you think about food and beverage, you may have bottling equipment. And if that is stuck, if there's an issue with it, then the assist calling functionality is super easy to use and very important where an expert can immediately intervene, help someone on site, fix the issue. So you're not backing up your orders and proceeds. You're basically reducing uh, the downtime for your equipment as well. So this is not just for picking. It's really for everything where you have workers involved and sometimes even experts that might not be on site. They might be someplace completely different supporting multiple warehouses. And lastly, I also want to add it during COVID, we saw some of our customers do remote auditing. And, and I think that's also a very smart way to do it without traveling. Just have someone guide through the process remotely with an ER call and they can annotate things, they can dig into things and interact as if they were on site. So a lot of different use cases. That's why I like to talk about warehouse optimization and not just vision thinking, right. even though that's at the core, it's a very important thing. And just at the edge of that warehouse as well, the transportation load building, I'm assuming you could use visual augmented reality glasses to show you how to optimally load a truck. Absolutely. And, and also oftentimes you have QA steps involved. We use AI to do counting or validate orders. And let's not forget, you, you will have things like truck inspections where you can have someone guide through certain inspection points and then they provide voice input and they can confirm that you have your dangerous good paperwork and certain other things as well. So it's really everything from inbound to outbound. It really covers the entire logistical process. Those are some great examples of this innovation and the technology through the use cases you mentioned, like cycle counting, pallet picking, reverse logistics which in the past could have been quite manual. But now, like I said, there's that innovative factor to it. But I'm sure you've really come across some great real-life company examples as well. So do you have any that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So this is really applicable for any company that has a single stew picking or you know equipment that needs to be managed and maintained as well. So you really find this anywhere from retail consumer goods to manufacturing, picking for production, for example. So let's not forget about that as well. And a few examples, Samsung SDS, 30% faster picking in their warehouse operations. We have companies like Global Foundries, high-tech manufacturers, they do people assorting. We have large logistics companies like DHL Supply Chain. They actually have 50% shorter onboarding or they work us in, in the warehouse. And one of my favorites is Coca-Cola HBC. They are one of the largest bottlers in the Coca-Cola system. And they are very innovative. They're, they're very well known for using technology for good business outcomes. And they actually use us across six different use cases from picking in the warehouse with close to 100% accuracy, huge increase in picking performance as well, the users for remote maintenance support, 50% less production line downtime, 500 plus remote support calls that they do, and that saved them 1,700 hours of repair time per year. They do production line changeovers as well because they have the bottling equipment, 20% faster production line changeovers. 
and kind of touches on this whole more flexibility, more agility theme that we discussed before. They do operator training and development, reduced errors, 30% training time reduction, and then the use of augmented reality from TeamView also for virtual plant tours and remote QSE audits with zero travel. And let's not forget about sustainability and the impact of not traveling and, and also accuracy, not discarding inventory and having additional truck rolls and these type of things. So for them, they had 99.99% picking accuracy. They actually eliminated the QA step before the goods go on the truck because they're so accurate. And sometimes companies say, we're already at 99.9. So what's the point of having that 0.01 improvement somewhere? But we actually just did a business case for a company and the 0.01% improvement in accuracy is about $650,000 in savings per year. That's 0.01% improvement in accuracy. So it, it's a very good leverage. And I always like to say this is not about cool technology and playing with technology. This is a very sound business decision and the business needs to be at the table to leverage these type of technologies in the right way. I, I love the fact that it's not the point. It's what's the 0.01 point of doing it. <laughs> because that small improvement can have that much financial benefit and also a sustainability benefit because I'm sure you're eliminating waste and reuse of products by getting it right the first time. Absolutely. Great examples, especially with all of the customers and every little percentage counts. Like you said, 0.001 can make such a big difference in the financials. So you talked a bit, especially with the Coca-Cola example there about the hands-free pick. So could you walk us through the process of leveraging that in a warehouse? Yeah, so to simplify it, usually you have to somehow identify where you pick something up. It's like aisle three and it's, it's a certain position there, a certain bin, and we can help navigate to that location. We can scan the location by just looking at it and scan the barcode. But there are also complementary technologies. For example, you can combine augmented reality and smart glasses and then connect to RFID scanners. They even identify if you have your hand in the right bin or not. So there are a lot of possibilities. It's all mandatory, but there are a lot of different options. You grab the item and then it tells you where to put it. So same thing. Here's the location. It can visualize the different bins you have. And it shows you not only the product, but also where to put it. This is the upper right bin. So it's a very simple way to do these type of things. And you can have voice control and go to the next order. You can skip them. If there's an issue, you can react to a short pick. You know, I have to pick eight, but there are only seven. What do I do? Do I skip that, put that at the end? Do I partially fill the order, cancel the order? So a lot of logic that ultimately happens in the warehouse management system that we can integrate into that process because now we have that digital process directly integrated with the leading application and the way we want to do the business. And I mentioned also having a visualization of the item, super important. If you're new, you're in a warehouse and it tells you to pick two pallets of Fiesta energy drink. You don't know if it's the orange one or the purple one. Mm -hmm. And if you have that picture, it sounds simple, but it increases your accuracy so much 
And imagine you would do that with voice picking and you would listen to that for eight hours a day, you know, and how straining that is and how bad that is for accuracy. And then also this escalation management when something isn't working quite the way it should. So I, I wouldn't want to listen to my emails being read to me all day long or PowerPoint presentations. I want to see them. We're very visual people. We ingest 80% of our information visually. And it's naturally doing these things and you can interact and provide voice prompts, you know, ask for help, get your assist call if you're stuck. It's really super simple. And that also explains why you can ramp up new people so quickly and get them to this productivity threshold that you need and beyond. That was truly going to be the next thing I was just going to mention, because with the labor shift, with that one generation retiring and new generation coming in. The generation retiring can take that inherited knowledge of the 30, 40 years of experience with them, but at least the new generation can ramp up and have that information right at their fingertips or in this case, right at their eyes. And of course, if you're a visual learner or any type of learner, at least being able to see that and to have that type of memory instead of just seeing the words or listening to it, I think it would definitely have a lasting effect on the worker as well. Absolutely. Robert, you have gone through so many different customer examples. You've gone through all of the benefits and everything. And I think it's clear as day that there's a lot of benefits that come with working with TeamViewer. But in your opinion, what are some of them with companies that are looking to move forward with a company like yours? Yes, we touched on many of those already, but on a higher level, it really provides much more agility. Before COVID, we had a lot of very static supply chains. We had production lines, plants producing one product in a very optimized way. We had warehouses delivering the product. And now with all these sudden changes, the need for more resilient production and supply chain and more sophisticated customer requirements, every plant needs to be able to produce everything. And the warehouse and supply chain needs to be able to support that. You need more agility, you need more flexibility, you need to do it with the constraints of available workforce that you have. And I think that's exactly where these digital technologies help get there, because otherwise you can't throw more people at it and you cannot do the same thing and expect a different outcome. I think at a high level, it's really about enabling these flexible and resilient digital supply chains and ultimately keep customers happy. And I think we touched on that. It's really across the entire digital supply chain, not just the warehousing, but the equipment, the providing the right information to pick the right parts for assembly, do QA checks. So it can really go literally across the entire value chain. And the thing is, I always say you can't analyze paper, but because you now have digital workflows, you have audit trails. So you can now start a continuous improvement process. You know which orders provide problems. Maybe there's a placement issue in the warehouse. Maybe there's a training issue for certain workers. Or whatever you want to do there, you can actually drill into it. You can use process mining solutions like Signavio and say, hey, we had a missed order. We have to pay a fine to the customer. What was it? Was it an order entry issue? Was it a picking issue in the warehouse? Was it something else? And how can we improve that process? Because now you have that audit trail. I really like this dimension of continuous improvement 
by using digital tools and the data trail that they generate. Great. Yes. So, you know, you touched on some really important topics there. We spoke about increasing agility, productivity, and margins, and of course, also improving the workforce and customer experience. But I think the most important question, the most important topic here is, of course, how can TeamViewer help? Yeah, so customers want innovation, but they also want to work with leading companies and they want to ensure that it actually works into it. So there's a very close, not only technical integration, but choreography, if you like, between the SAP applications and technologies like TeamView. So it's very important that this is vetted. It works end to end because if it doesn't, it's causing huge problems in the supply chain. And the TeamView solutions are SAP endorsed apps. So we work closely with SAP to align on that roadmap and make sure nothing breaks when there are new versions on either side. Everything is developed according to SAP standards. So SAP is scanning the code, make sure it's secure, the cloud is secure. And ultimately, SAP has evaluated the market and has strategically picked who they want to work with, and we co-innovate to provide those solutions. For companies that have an SAP footprint, it provides a lot of peace of mind. They don't have to shop around and deal with 400 different suppliers in the market and figure out what works and maybe have some bad surprises if it doesn't. So in this case, it's innovative, but at the same time, it's very future-proof and it's tested and it works, which I think is very important. Those are not side processes. Those are very mission-critical processes in the value chain of the company. So we also work together in talking to our customers together about the opportunities and the use cases. We work together to outline the business RI. In fact, we do offer the free business RI workshop for companies that have a you know, certain size of warehouses and pickers to very quickly determine, is this something for me? And I mentioned it earlier, I think it's a business decision. It's not a technology decision. So we want the business on the table and we can have this consultative discussion between SAP and us and the customer and outline what the use cases are. I also believe it's a very visual technology. This is not something you can read about. It's something you need to see in action. Maybe try out yourself. And so we also work with SAP to showcase this to SAP customers. The technology is installed and integrated into SAP applications in the SAP Industry 4.0 innovation centers around the world between Waldorf, Newton Square, Tokyo, Bangalore, and so on. So that's a great opportunity to actually see this. We're also at SAP events such as the Sapphire shows in Orlando and Barcelona and also digital supply chain specific events. There's one coming up in March 24 here in Vegas, digital supply chain innovation. Day. So we do a lot to bring that to customers. It may not be something they are aware of, and we want to make sure we can outline possibilities together and show customers what they can do. Exactly. Well, you want to see it in real time, and I've had the pleasure of being able to see it in our Newtown Square office, and you can take my word for it. It's, it's very cool. So it's awesome what we're able to do together, and I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do moving into the future as well. But Robert, 
crazy as it seems, we are already near the end of our podcast. And mm-hmm. I want to ask you the question that we ask every guest. And I'm very excited to hear what your answer will be. But in your opinion, what is the future of supply chain, especially from an augmented reality point of view? It's really reinforcing the trends that we've seen in the last couple of years post-COVID. I believe that agility and reconfiguring supply chains and turning on the dime will become not the exception, but the norm. You know, we responded to COVID by exception. There was no precedent. Nobody really knew how this works and we had to figure it out. And a lot of systems were based on historic data and historic patterns. And now suddenly none of those apply. So if you want to turn on a dime, you have to completely change the way you think and think in very agile parts of the supply chain. How can you move manufacturing very quickly and maybe micro factories and move those maybe closer to a customer? And then how do you change your supply chain from just in time to more just in case and more flexibility, more speed? to react to those things and configure supply chains in a way that they are not breaking when there's unrest in the world or container shortages, et cetera. So it's a huge challenge, but ultimately I think that's also where AI comes into play. A lot of predictive models, a lot of simulation that can ultimately decide how to configure these things. And then you need to execute very quickly on that. If you have a factory that produced X in the past for years and years, and now you have to quickly change that, then you ramp one down, ramp one up. And it means training people, changing the production lines, changing the supply chains, QA processes. And I think with this type of technology, you could do that very quickly. Robert, thank you so much for an engaging and informative conversation. It has been such a pleasure and I really hope that you'll come back again for another one in the future. Would love to. Thanks for inviting me. Fun conversation. Thank you so much. Of course. And thank you all for listening. Please mark us as a favorite and you can get regular updates and information about future episodes. But until next time, from Robert, Richard, and I, thank you for discussing the future of supply chain.